Star Wars Sessions. Extra! Hey Star Wars Sessions fans, greetings exalted ones and hello to you Luke, all the way over there in another country. It's I, Matt Hudson aka Jabba the Hud, and this is Star Wars Sessions Extra. Um, the Essex Falcon is still being repaired, but fear not, we are always here for you guys. No one's ever really gone, as we say. Luke Skywalker borrowed that from us. In this episode, we're going full trivia once again. And on the last episode, for those who heard it, I'm sure you all did, we had the majestic, the wonderful Obi Don Kenobi, also known as Don Boring. Uh, he tested his galactic knowledge, and tonight we have a true legend, a true Jedi. Someone who spreads peace, love, and positivity throughout the fandom. And I reckon it's undeniably Ukraine's greatest Star Wars export, and possibly Ukraine's finest export period. Finer than Vladimir Klitschko, Leon Trotsky, Vasil Lomachenko, Andrei Shevchenko, Oleg of Novgorod. They all fall behind this lady. So it's one of Maluk and my favourites. It's Rose, aka Old Iranian Rose. How are you? Oh, I'm I'm doing so good. Oh man, Um, all of those Ukrainian uh, heroes and heroines say. They all fall behind you in the Ukrainian list of legends, so fear not. So. That was such an intro. I got <laughs> flustered. Amazing. It's hard to remember all these Ukrainians off the top of my head. I remember Leon Trotsky, though. Um, so, how on earth are you? Oh, I'm doing great. I'm so excited to be here with you. This is going to be a good one. I'm looking forward to this. Now, I've told everyone where you are from, but whereabouts in the Ukraine are from and what's been happening in over there today? Yeah, um, I'm in central Ukraine, about two hours from the capital. Mm-hmm. And right now it's summertime, it's nice weather, and I work with um, foster kids and orphans here, and right now they're mostly at summer camp, so I'm free for the week, so I'm very excited to have a little time to myself. And and just when she gets some time to herself, we jump on board and take some of it away, <laughs> but we're here for, for a bit of fun. So before we start the game, before we start any of these trivia questions and all of that hoopla, we want to find out more about who we're talking to, and as we've mentioned before... Rose is a massive Star Wars fan. She's always spreading the good word on online for those of you who follow her. For those of you who don't, we'll give out all those links later on. But I guess first off, how did you get into Star Wars? When and what was it that dragged you into this space opera that we all love? Yeah, I actually didn't know about Star Wars until I was in seventh grade. Mm. Uh, my family, they love movies, uh, but that must have somehow slipped by them the Star Wars or they were just weren't into it. And so I never really knew about it. Although I remember as a little kid, I used to rent a really scary movie from Blockbuster, <laughs> Blockbuster. every Friday and it was called uh, Battle for Endor. <laughs> but I didn't realize that had anything to do with Star Wars until much later in my life. And so when I was in seventh grade, I was in study hall with a couple of girls. Oh, and also I, I was born in America. So that's why I don't have a Ukrainian mm-hmm. accent. Uh, my accent is reserved for when I speak in Ukrainian and Russian, <laughs> but <laughs> I've actually was born in America. And uh, when I was going to school there, some kids in my class, two girls, twin girls told me that um, we started talking about movies and it was just something we all enjoyed. And they found out that I loved Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones, which was my dad's favorite movie. And that was my probably favorite movie growing up. And they're like, well, you know, he's in some other movies. Uh, like, have you ever seen Star Wars? And I was like, no, what is that? And so they got so excited because these these girls uh, were like Legends fans. They always had fantasy books with them mm-hmm. and they had read every single Star Wars book ever. So they sat me down every day during study hall and just told me the entire plot from the very beginning of A New Hope to the end of Return of the Jedi. 
every single moment, every <laughs> single line. They were artists and they would they would storyboard it on uh paper for me. That's <laughs> so awesome. I heard the I heard the entire story orally first. And then I told my dad when I got home one day, I was like, Okay, dad, you gotta take me to get these movies. I gotta see them. So I finally saw them. And I just remember in a new hope, even though I knew everything that was gonna happen, when I saw those twin sons, I my mind was blown. Literally, I just I'd never thought of an image like that. And I just realized, wow, this isn't planet Earth. This is somewhere different. And I never really thought my imagination could be so stretched to have such a fantastical view. And so that was just an amazing moment I'll never forget. And after that, I was just a super fan. Well, hearing it is one thing, but seeing it is another. First question is, because I am from the United Kingdom, I'm from England, we're from Essex. What, how old were you in seventh, seventh grade? Oh, uh, 12. 12. Because I was trying to rack my brain. I was like, seventh grade, that must be... I was thinking 14, but 12. Of those three films, yes, you, you'd been there, you'd heard about them before, but what was your favourite memory from all three films? And actually saying that, in grade seven, what was your favourite of the three old, old of the original trilogy? I think if... I, I, I really liked Return of the Jedi a lot. Just, I loved Han, um, his jokes in that. Almost <laughs> every single line was just made me laugh my head off. I just thought he was so snarky and maybe now I understand maybe Harrison Ford was kind of over it, but I just thought he was a genius <laughs> with his lines and just like, Oh, you were born here. Oh, you're going to die here. Hey, Convenient. It's me. I just love that. It's, just, it's amazing. Such snark. It's so great. I just love it. So right now I'm 12 years old. So Harrison Ford is, I'm assuming you Harrison Ford's your man crush from, 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 from that Definitely. age. Yes. Right. That's the OT out of the way. I spoke to Don about this and I'm going to speak to everybody about this. Luke spoke about it. I spoke about it. In about, oh wow, four months' time. You know where this is going. In about four months' time, a little film's coming out. You may have heard of it. I don't know if you have or not. It's called, I think it's called The Rise of Skywalker. What on earth are you hoping for? What are you hoping for? What are your fears going into that film? I mean, what what can possibly happen in that film that would make you just punch the air with happiness? Actually, I'm almost open to anything that's going to happen. I... I can do with Raylo or Ben Demption, or I could have her kill him. I don't, I'm really open to anything. I'm just so excited for whatever's coming. The return of Palpatine somehow is going to be really awesome. The only thing that I'm really hoping for and I really, really want is the return of Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Somehow I want to see Hayden Christensen in that movie. <laughs> That's all I care about. It's so many people want. That's amazing because you'd think, uh, I asked that question four or five years ago. And so many people, for some reason, for their own reasons, whatever, would say, no way, I don't want that guy near our films. Well, that's their opinion. Doesn't mean we agree with it. Now, fast forward five years, and it seems like the the majority of people are clamouring for Hayden to be back. And I've always wanted Hayden back because I like the guy. I And we get, we've we, we've spoken about it on the show that, hmm, you know, Hayden came, in, came to play a soccer game or football game in the United Kingdom last year, just happened to be in the country when... Episode nine was filming. He's he's at a, a London film convention this this summer. Just happens to be when the reshoots are filming. Just saying, but um, we'd love to have Hayden in the film, and I would be quite willing that to bet if I was a gambling man a small chunk of money that we're going to see or at least hear him in it. Um, would you be disappointed then if you walk out and he's not in it whatsoever? I am trying to be careful about that because I, I don't want that to happen. In case he's not, I'm going to be okay. It'll be fine. I'm going to enjoy the movie. But yeah, I'm, I, I I can't help myself. I really do think he's going to beat it. <laughs> uh, we, we're all so excited about it. I don't, I, I've always wanted to be in it. But um, I, so if you're so what you're saying is anything that happens, you're open-minded. So what happens if 
Ray and Kylo Ren have a Force baby, all done via the Force. Would, you, would that be cool? <laughs> That's cool. I'm I'm open. <laughs> yeah. And if uh, if the opening shot is indeed Palpatine just <laughs> falling through space. Oh man, um, I'll be like, oh geez, Star Wars, what's going on with you? But yeah, I'll be cool with that. <laughs> yeah, I, I love your post optimism and. Don't mean to hang any hooks there, but this is what we should all be like. Let's just all go. I've got, I've got my insane theories, but let's all go and open-minded because it didn't work for the last Jedi of all these fan, fan theories. And we love theorizing and speculating. Anyone who's heard Star Wars sessions for any of the last few months or whatever knows that we do like a good old speculate. But we're also like Rose, not silly enough to hang all of our hopes on this. Apart from the fact that we're desperate for Hayden Christensen to come back. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Now, before we start the trivia, we have you have been so kind as to translate some words into Ukrainian for us, and I would, if 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 it's all right with you, like to ask for a few more. Okay. So, so first off, what was Star Wars? Ah, uh, Zorni Vini. Zorni Vini. There you go. Um, oh, good, perfect. Sila, the Force was Sila. Yep, that's it, Sila. Now, um, how would we say? Uh, how how would you say the Force Awakens? Ah, Prabuzhdenya Sila. Oh, I, I may struggle with that one. Ah, yeah, <laughs> Prabuzhdenya. Prabuzhdenya. Oh, super, perfect. And then Sila. Sila. We, we all know <laughs> Sila. And um, why not? Why, whilst we're here, why not? Any, any idea how you'd say, well, Luke Blywalker? Yeah, Luke Blywalker. <laughs> okay, Luke Blywalker. I <laughs> do that one. Because uh, yeah, just a little yeah. <laughs> our, our, our man is absent. He's travelling around at the minute, so we couldn't not have him in the show. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll go one more, one more. Um, the Phantom Menace. Oh, let me think about that. This is awesome. I think so. I don't. Oh man, if I mess this up, Ugroza. Ah, Vizdi. Ugroza, Vizdi. Yeah, that means the menace. I'm trying to think what the Phantom is. Um. I don't know why I'm no, no, no. I've got no idea. I've lost my Ukrainian uh, Star Wars card. <laughs> anybody, anybody out there who's got Google Translate, go onto it now and send it to us once you've heard this show. Tell us what the Phantom Menace <laughs> is in Ukrainian. Yeah. And recently we asked um, a load of you guys, and a lot of you have been so very, so very kind to send us what the Rise of Skywalker translates to in your native language. We haven't forgotten about those. We are compiling them. We've got a ridiculous amount and scope coming in and we do in fact have ukrainian and russian so keep your ears peeled for the main show we've got those coming for you soon but uh rose thank you so much for your for a one minute of ukrainian with rose it's a new segment on the show which we've just introduced yeah you're welcome i'm sorry i am still like thinking in my head what the phantom menace <laughs> yeah, that, is but... that isn't one of the questions in the quiz unfortunately what is the phantom okay, in ukrainian so <laughs> ukrainian that, it would be weird if it was to be fair but um so sh- should we get should we do some trivia should we do some questions all right let's do it right. my heart's beating really fast so let's go <laughs> right the blood is pumping for for all of you who heard, heard the show with don you'll know the rules for all of you who didn't i'm going to tell them anyway and also just for rose one last time the rules are very simple uh, and first, the questions themselves, the, qu- the difficulty ranges from fairly easy, I say that because I'm asking the questions, uh, all the way up to, ah, that's quite hard. So um, there's a different, there's everything in between that. Now, the rules are simple. I shall ask Rose 10 questions. She will have 10 seconds to answer each. I am counting on a, on a st- uh, stopwatch over here in Essex. And the final qu- uh, rule is fairly simple and obvious. Please, no cheating, though we know you wouldn't do that anyway. 
yeah, I don't have any means to because I'm my I'm using my phone to talk to you. <laughs> so even better then. So right, oh, deep breath now, Rose. Are you ready? Yep, let's do it. Let's begin then. Right, let's kick off with question number one. What was the name of the pod race event seen in the Phantom Menace? The Boonta Eve Classic. Oh, straight off the bat, one point. You are on board. So one out of one, hundred percent. Can we make it ten out of ten? Can we have a ten out of ten show? Possibly. Let's go straight up to number two then. Let's not waste any time. Let's go to number two. In A New Hope, what was the name of the droid that malfunctioned, allowing R2-D2 to be purchased by Owen Lars and Luke Skywalker? Oh no, I know he had a bad motivator and I know what he looks like, but I don't know if I know his name. You got three seconds. No, I think I'm going to... I don't know that one. We are out of time. The answer... Was R five D four? But you did get. Well, I learned something new. You did get the bad motivator <laughs> part though, so I wouldn't. I would have got. May, I may have got the droid name, but I wouldn't have known what part of him blew up. So, um, and anybody who's read from a certain point of view knows that that little droid's got more of a backstory mm. than may meet the eye. Have you read that book? Yeah, I have. I forgot that one. Oh, <laughs> cool. That's the thing. I really, really like that book. I think they might be doing one for the Empire Strikes Back. I'm not sure. Uh, I want to see that, but would you want to see a certain point of view with the Empire Strikes Back as the background? Yeah, I really enjoyed that book. And it was just fun having so many different authors take a little, um, like, stab at Star Wars because I knew so many of those authors from other things. And it was just really neat to see them take a, um, yeah, have a shot at writing a Star Wars story. So I I love that one. Yeah, man, it's like 40 small stories encapsulating all these background characters. It's like 40 canon books for the price of one. And uh, anybody who's... Uh, well, we're going to give a shout-out, actually, at the end of the show, but we know Rose loves her or her um, canon books because she's been speaking about it recently, but we're going to get onto that at the end of the show. But let's get back to the good stuff. Are you ready for question three? All right, let's go. Oh, the blood's <laughs> pumping a bit faster now. We're one out of two. So number three. What was Padme Amidala's family name? Oh... Hmm. Three seconds. Oh man. We're, nope. We're out of time. Padme Amidala's family name was Naberi. Or Nabari. Oh yeah. No, that Nabari makes sense. Yep, yep. Naberi <laughs> of Naboo. Okay, right, we're cooking now. So three down, one correct. Deep cuts here. These are deep cuts. Yeah, not so like I guess I some they they the difficulty ranges, so uh though. Uh, I may be, li- I may not be lying, but this one probably isn't any better than question four. <laughs> so, question four: How many manipulator arms did the Imperial probe droid or the Viper droid have? The ones you see in Hoff at the beginning of Empire Strikes Back. Okay, I'm gonna go with four. Oh, the answer is five. Oh man, that was close. Over that, that was a wild guess. That, that, <laughs> we had a question in the last show where it was essentially just a wild number, a wild stab in the dark. So, <laughs> fight! You're only one off. This well, here's another. One. This one, this one's a slightly closer to home. This is from the Force Awakens. Now, the Rathtars were responsible for which massacre? 
Oh man. Yeah, I can even I can hear Finn saying, "Have you heard of the massacre on?" But I forget. Oh, this thing's nope. Don't know. We're out of time. The Trillia massacre. We are five questions down now. How are you feeling so far? <laughs> oh, not good. <laughs> There's nothing. To, you still, like I say, you've still got five more questions left. So I fear not. Oh. Fear not. Like oh, I said goodness. again, the difficulty ranges, and it's only easy when you're ask, asking the questions. Are you ready for number six? Yeah, let's do it. This is about our favourite golden droid. According to C3PO, what are the odds of successfully navigating an asteroid field? Okay, finally. <laughs> 3,720 to 1. She's back in the game. It's spot yeah. on, yes. She's so, memorised a bunch of numbers. There you go, too. <laughs> I, and right. I suck at the numbers, so you win that one. So, yes, we are 2 out of 6. 3PO did. And, uh, and what was Han's response? Oh, never tell me the odds. Yes, everybody knows that scene. I've got the. I can picture the music in my picture. I can hear the music in my head now. There, see. Now all the way in Ukraine. Here's number seven. This one relates to Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Your Rogue One knowledge good? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt better about myself earlier tonight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Question seven. What planet seen in Rogue One? What planet? Did the Erso family settle on to escape from the Empire and direct a Krennic? Oh, good. I like my planets. That would be Lamu. Yes, it would be. See, you're getting these within seconds when you know them. So, Lamu was the answer, <laughs> yes. I believe it is filmed in Iceland, I think. or I think it's Iceland or Finland. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I don't know. But it's one of them, because I have got <laughs> the... <laughs> I could have asked you that, because I have the black sandy oh. beaches and it looks incredible. Yeah, very cool. Rogue One. I think Rogue One... May now be my favourite of the lot of all of them. Where would you put oh, Rogue? So Where are you good. putting Rogue One in your list? That is my number four. Oh, very specific. What's number one, two, and three? Uh, number one is the Last Jedi. Nice. Uh, and then the Empire Strikes Back, and then Revenge of the Sith, and then Rogue One. I like your uh, I like your ranking there because it, it's got all all of the eras plus the Last Jedi is number one, which. Hey, everybody out there, it's a good film. So that's quite... And Revenge of the Sith is up there. I'm so glad to see Revenge of the Sith up there getting some love. Maybe there's a Revenge of the Sith question coming up soon. Who knows? Oh, boy. (laughs) Three out of seven. That's not bad whatsoever. Let's get up to question eight if you are ready. How's that blood pumping? Oh, man. I'm just ready for this to be over. (laughs) (laughs) I can hear the perspiration from over here. So, question number eight. In The Empire Strikes Back, your second favourite film, Star Wars film, what platform does Han Solo land the Millennium Falcon on in Cloud City? Oh, yeah, that's number 327. <laughs> you see, this is, this is all easy. Rose is making this look simple. You're yeah. right. <laughs> numbers are my, my numbers and planets, I'm good. <laughs> Some of, again, I keep saying it, but I pick these ones thinking, this is just, again, just pick any number out of a hat and this is probably the right answer. I had, I had no idea what that was going into it. And I was going through all the movies and, and take, paying, paying a special attention to the numbers. And that 327, you would not believe how much it comes up. It is in every movie almost. But um, I would never have ever, ever got that. And I swear that I wouldn't it's have Also, done. the hangar bay on the Death Star where they land. Um, the Millennium Falcon and A New Hope. 
And then it's um, the J-type uh, 327 Nubian is the ship that the hyperdrive generator fails on a Phantom Menace. Anyway, it just keeps coming up over and over. It's crazy. Nice. Somebody likes 327 over there. So, and somebody knows 327 over there in Ukraine. <laughs> so if, uh, if Master Blywalk is here, he could deliver one of his fabulous water impressions, which I'm not even going to try <laughs> and do. Um, let's also have a vote for Luke's best impressions because somehow he manages to pull them out of his throat. And I have no it's idea how... <laughs> next time next time I see the great man which will be fairly soon I can tell you all I may even try to video some of these impressions for you also and put them up on our social media because uh, be awesome. God knows we love Luke's impressions can you do any impressions put you on a spot oh um <laughs> let me think I was doing an impression of somebody but I can't do it now because I can't remember who it was <laughs> I was watching remember. the I would just repeat the line from him no uh, you, uh, most people usually say no get lost so I'm quite glad that you actually entertained the idea of actually doing one so. yeah I can lay on the Death Star now that I think about it go for it go for it nope I'm too embarrassed <laughs> 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 just live on the internet forever forget it no, yeah you're, 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 you're a good point actually these live forever <laughs> so whilst the show will be going out forever this will also be going forever so no luke's our man i can do a yoda but um again we're not here for my impressions we're here to see uh the last two questions of the trivia now uh all the iranian rose rose herself she's doing very well i think anyway she's oh, got Lord. she's got four correct out of eight 50 percent. that's not bad whatsoever what? Can she make it? Can she go one step more? Two step more? Should we go for question nine? Because I'm excited now. Because I think we're going to do it. All right, let's do it. Question number nine, then. On what planet, what planet, do Obi-Wan Kenobi and General Grievous have their final battle in Revenge of the Sith? Okay, that's on Utapau. It is on Utapau. Hello there. It is on Utapau. General Grievous. He was a bold one as well. Five out of nine. So you're making this look easy, Rose. What are you worrying about? Me. All right. <laughs> okay. The final question of this episode of Star Wars Sessions Trivia. For Rose, all the reigning Rose, Ukraine's finest export and the last Jedi's biggest fan. Question 10. In Return of the Jedi, what is the name of a singer in Jabba's Palace? And of course, this is the special editions and onwards with the prominent snout and lips. Oh, okay, good. I thought you were going to go with the one that does the wah or whatever. Uh, Sias Noodles. Of course, it's Sias Noodles. Bly Snoodles himself. Of yeah, course, Blythe. it is. So, Rose, how did you do? You scored six out of ten. And I'll tell you something right now. That puts you top of the leaderboard. You have usurped obi Duncan Obi, and you are current leader in the rankings. How on That's earth was that for you? That's not possible. Oh, oh man. Top of the rankings. So everyone's going to be gunning for you now. Some of those were really hard. Well, I... Now now I know what you're looking for. I'll just have to study even harder. Oh, I'll make it even harder next time. In that case, you, you blitz this one. So, <laughs> and oh, no. let's, let, let's be honest with ourselves now. Rose has thrown down a challenge as well. Did you or did you not throw down a challenge? Um, I'd like to take that back now. <laughs> Alex Damon, if you are listening, the current Schmodown Star Wars champion, you've got a challenge right here. And if you're not listening, I'm going to harass you until you listen. We, you've got a challenge here from all Iranian <laughs> Rose. I think, I think she'll take you down, boy. 
I am a huge fan of all his stuff on the Schmodowns, and I loved watching at Celebration, the Schmodown they did at Celebration, and then the one they did outside of Celebration on Friday night. Those were just great to watch. I just love those so much. I, I love Star Wars Explained. I think it's such a great show, and I've loved watching it for years. But he's obviously just keeping that belt warm for you. So, Alex, if you're listening, we think you're a top <laughs> man. We think you're a legend. You know, shout out and all, but Rose is coming for you. We've mentioned Vladimir Klitschko. We've mentioned Vasil Lomachenko. Just wait until you face Rose in the ring. So um, I think you'll take him down. But yeah, how was that? Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was so fun. That was great. Awesome. There you go. So nothing to, no, nothing to fear when Star Wars is here because we all knew you'd do pretty damn well when you did. So you're top of our leaderboards. You are the current champion uh, of Star Wars Sessions Extra Trivia. So uh, <laughs> from that one then, I'm guessing you're now going to go and rewatch all the all the Star Wars films to get your knowledge back up for when even when you're asked back on. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna go watch every one of Star Wars Explained's videos on YouTube. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I did some to, obviously to get these uh, quiz questions. You've got to go online and compile them and find them from these like really weird websites. And I'm looking at some of the questions. And I was like, what the hell does that even mean? Because as I said to Don beforehand, we're not going to ask questions like um, what was the density of metal. Um, of J- of Captain Phasma's you know armor because that's quite frankly ridiculous. We're not going to go that deep. Not much time on their hands to figure that one out. There will be somebody out there. So you're six out of ten. That beats uh, that beats Don's score. I can tell you that right now. But no, um, I'm going to go back and it's still early in the UK, so I'm going to put on Rogue One a Star Wars story because talking about it's got me got me <laughs> quite excited. But you've mentioned your top four Star Wars films. What after um after Rogue One? What's coming after that? What's the rest of the rankings? Okay, I can always tell the first four because those never really change. I'm really set. I love those so much. Maybe they'll change with the Rise of Skywalker. Do they alternate at all? It definitely changes based on my um what I've watched recently, what my mood is, <laughs> which character I'm focusing on lately that I have kind of a soft heart for. So uh like when I was doing this rewatch, I realized how much I was crying in Return of the Jedi this time because every time Luke talked about Anakin, all I could see was Anakin from the Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Anakin from Revenge of the Sith. And I just realized how much that movie changes after you've uh, you you see the whole story of Star Wars and the whole picture that uh, they've given us with everything from the animated films or animated series to the films. So right now I'd say Return of the Jedi actually moved up on my list, and so did The Phantom Menace. So probably, I don't know, maybe five would be Phantom Menace, and then six, Return of the Jedi, and then seven, The Force Awakens. Okay. Something like that. But Solo, is that is that popping up anywhere in there? Solo is probably closer to the bottom, just because... I love it, um, as in it's it's a fun adventure, but I'm so attached to the force and the story of the galaxy, yes, you the, are. the rebellion. So that one didn't really hit me in those areas. So it's a little lower, but not because I don't love it. I do love it, it's just not as much as the others. Nope. And I think we missed out one. Um, the one where we talk about sand is coarse and rough and it gets everywhere. Oh, yeah. Top of the clones. Always- I don't. I can always tell you where it's at. That's always my number. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know that that goes up and down for me from bottom to second bottom because I love it for all its sort of campiness and cheesiness because it's it's almost subjectively a bad film. It's not a good great film, but there's so much in there that I do like that I I can't. Uh, every now and then it flits with the Phantom Menace for me because then, then I'll rewatch the Phantom Menace 
Uh, remember, everyone, what's, oh, we need to know the Ukrainian for that. Every time I, I watch a Phantom Menace and I think, oh, I really quite enjoyed this, actually. Then I, And I think, you know, Clones is bottom. Then I watch Attack of the Clones and think, oh, actually, it's quite fun, isn't it? So I'll move that up my list. But it's always only ever in the bottom two, I think. But um, no, I, I really I really enjoy Solo. So I, I, that kind of minds, it's kind of like middle to the middle to lower tier for me. But I enjoy all of them, as you know, as I know you do. But uh, yeah, films aside... We know you love the canon novels, and you were recently on a. You recently made your debut on a podcast. What was that all about, and what was it like? Oh yeah, that was so awesome. I got invited by Brad Whipple over on Friends of the Forest, and then was joined by Eric, who oh, I'm trying to think. What are they? What's their podcast? The you remember? Living Force podcast. Living Force. Yeah. Living Force. Top man. Force. Living Force. Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was just great to talk with them about the canon novel Alphabet Squadron mm-hmm. that um, came out this year. And it was just like, such a fun talk. And we really focused more on the themes and on, I got to talk about Harrison Dula, which is just my, one of my absolute favorite characters, my third favorite character in Star Wars. So I, I just love enjoyed that. that book quite a lot. Um, I know you like the rest of it. I know you like all Star Wars. I know that's vague and that's general generalizing, but how, where did that rank at the top of you? Because uh, off top of your canon list, because I quite I, I enjoyed Alphabet Squadron. I like the fact that we're getting a trilogy, so we've got more time to flesh these characters out. Because I've said before that unfortunately, character arcs in Star Wars are done a lot better in the expanded material. So animation, as you said uh, pre- on a previous show, and in books usually, only because there's more ch- more time and more room to breathe. Obviously, a film's only two hours long. Or a trilogy is only about six, seven hours long. So you haven't got that long. But um, in terms of Alphabet Squadron, where where is that sitting for you at the in terms of your canon novels? Yeah, I would say it's taken my number three spot. Uh, Leia, Princess of Alderaan is number one. Bloodline is number two. And now Alphabet, Squ- <laughs> Alphabet Squadron is number three. Wow, that's high praise indeed. I, I love those first two books. And of course, Lost Stars. I've mentioned that before. Lost Stars is number one for me. Bloodline, I, I adore Bloodline. When I, when I first started reading it, I did think, is this going to be for me? And this has come from somebody who absolutely digs all of the canon, all of the novels that come out, no matter what age they're for. I love all of them. But Bloodline, I did kind of start off and think, hmm. But then the more it got into uh, very quickly, very quickly changed my mind. And the more it got into it, it's just magnificent. And Claudia Gray is the MVP, I think, of of Star Wars novels. Yeah, definitely. She has such a way of just connection with emotionally with the characters. I just love her writing. And with uh, Bloodline, I just thought, here's a book that finally gives me what I want for the sequel trilogy, which I think we're going to start to get now that Rise of Skywalker is coming out. I just really want the backstories of so many people. I've been so hungry for it since it came out because I I do accept whatever story they give us. And I treat it like this is the history of Star Wars. It's not something I'm going to argue with them about what they've decided to do. I just wish I could know more. I'm so hungry for more information. Like, why did... How did Snoke get involved? When did that happen? What happened to the New Republic? Why did it crumble? Where was Leia, Mon Mothma? Where were these people, the heroes of the um, the rebellion? So it's just, yeah, so interesting to me. No, I, I agree. I love the backstory. And things like Snoke, I don't want Snoke to just be some puppet. I don't want him to be just some, you know, goon who was just, you know, wearing a gold robe on a throne. I want him to have been something. So when, spoiler alert, Kylo Ren slices him in half, it has even more of an emotional punch or it's even yeah, more exactly. of a, like a big deal because if we find that actually Snoke was like the head of this like other not otherworldly but this like huge like all powerful species and Kylo just you know slices him in half like a knife through butter then it will make that scene all the better where if he's just like if he's just a gopher in a in a gown then 
Mm. It, yeah, it, it doesn't have the same. But they're so they're introduced to so many characters now. I want backstory on all of them. Do you know what I mean? Like, all, like everybody in like Rogue One, like all those senators around the table when Jin's trying to rally everyone to oh, attack Scarif. I want to know what happened to those, like the guy in like the blue robes with the beard. What happened to him? I want to find. I know what happened <laughs> to General Draven. If anyone's read the Vader comics, we all know what happened to General Draven. But like Cyanuri and uh, Thane Blyrell. Kyrell, sorry. I want to know what's happening to them. Um, the Thrawn Treason ties up a lot of no, um, uh, a lot of loose ends. Going into Rebels, where's Ezra? Where is Thrawn? What's going on yeah. with the Ghost Crew? Where are they? You know, by the Force Awakens. I don't know how old they'd be. They would be that old. I mean, I want to know all this stuff. Definitely, yeah. I'm excited to see what they're going to tell us. Oh, and I was going to say with the Rogue One stuff, I really hope the Cassian Andor series kind of uh, explores some of that stuff. That'd be really awesome, leading up to the events of Rogue One. I, I'm excited for that series. That's probably, I'm more excited for that than I am the Mandalorian, to be honest. Really? Yes. That is, that is some big talk. I'm, I'm looking forward to the Cassian series. Again, I'm a, I'm a law fiend. I love the time zone. I like Diego Luna. I think he's a boss. Plus K2SO is coming back. Uh, he's my favorite droid of the lot. And I think we could get quite a cool little spy thriller um, type series set in the Star Wars world. Uh, but I mean, I, I I really don't know what to expect from that show because we really don't know anything about it yet. So, what makes it your num- What makes it head of the Man- Mandalorian? Because for me and Luke, obviously, we're busting the gut to see the Mandalorian, and and of course, everybody's different. So, I'm always interested to know other people's views. So, why? What makes Cassian you know, more enticing at that right now yeah, that, than the Mando? That one is the the time period for me, just because. It's set right before Rebels, and so the possibility of who we might see excites me. Perhaps a live-action Hera, maybe Ahsoka. I'm really hoping Jimmy Smits comes back yeah. as Bail Organa, and a young Leia, maybe Millie Bobby Brown, whoever, uh, and maybe a live-action Leia or uh, Brea Organa would well, be my be dream. So, <laughs> so those are my favorite characters in Star Wars. So if any of those people showed up, I'd be so excited. We'll hear the screams emanating from the Ukraine, from Ukraine, sorry, <laughs> if, uh, if if we hear that. You bring up a good point, because so many characters you can actually bring in now. Uh, bring Breha Organa, Organa in. We've only really seen her in um, the Leia Princess of Alderaan book, and, of course, in Revenge of the Sith for one scene. Well, I'd <laughs> love to see more than that, and in a, from a certain point of view, but we all know how that ends. Um, get, well, have some scenes with Jimmy Smith and... The actress who played Bray Horgan, excuse my ignorance, I'm unaware of the actress's name, but and for people saying, what's that got to do with Cassian? Well, I don't know. This is expanding the law, isn't it? This is the perfect time of which to do it. So, um, And again, like we said, these are the perfect examples now to to expand that. We don't have to have a whole uh, episode about the two of them, but, you know, Bray Horgan is a big deal in the, in the rebellion, so why not show more of him? Exactly. I'm hoping maybe he'll have to. Uh, Cassian will have to stop on Alderaan for oh. some reason, and maybe Leia would be with Holdo as a teenager in the marketplace, running around or sneak it or, or hear overhear some conversation with her dad, or who knows? It could be lots of things. I'm excited for whatever happens. I would absolutely love all of that. Absolutely all of that. So, um, firstly, last question on Cassian, Darth Vader. Are we seeing him? Oh, um. I can I can always do without Darth Vader, but that's just me. So, um, I I am trying to think. 
I would I would expect more like Imperials, maybe Krennic or Tarkin, Thrawn live action, maybe. Who knows? But that's a good show. I guess yeah, Baker could pop up, but I wouldn't I wouldn't expect no. him to. I agree. Actually, it's a perfect great point. Actually, so this is the perfect place to throw in someone like Thrawn, someone a bit more out there because well he's blue, which maybe the people in these cinemas <laughs> might think, who the heck, who the hell is this guy? Because he was on the poster at Celebration. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, of course. Oh yeah, because on the on the rebels uh, side, which is which is a wicked uh, poster. I'd love to have that poster going across my entire front room wall. Ah, oh, my dream. <laughs> I would love that. And uh, you mentioned Harrison Dula. Everybody, keep your ears out coming up because there may be more hero as far as SWS is concerned. Unfortunately, well, that is that for this SWS extra trivia episode. Rose is our reigning champion. Six out of ten. One more time. How does it feel? I am overwhelmed with joy. <laughs> but I want to thank you for coming on tonight and giving your time and playing with us. So thank you so much for oh, coming along so tonight. Much having me. It was just a blast to be with you. And yeah, I miss Luke, but um, I'm glad I could step in for one night. All right, well, next time, next time we'll make sure that Master Blywalker is about uh, and he can, he can lead the questions. And who doesn't want to talk to Luke? We all want to talk to Luke. Really, come on. Who doesn't want to talk to that wonderfully uh, haired man? <laughs> some impressions we <laughs> could just do an impression show we'll just get him on and just get him to as many impressions as possible again Luke I know you're listening start practicing mate um, but after hearing this we've mentioned your socials where can uh, anyone listening find you on the internet yeah I'm always on Twitter at Alderanian R Alderanian Rose and um, yeah I just love talking Star Wars with anybody feel free to hit me up on there I'm excited to just hear what you love about Star Wars and share what I love about it and I just I'm excited to make uh, the community grow and positivity and joy with each other. Nope, and you are certainly, are definitely a beacon of that. So if you want some good Star Wars chat, detailed, hit up uh, Alder, at Alderanian R on Twitter. I know we do. We love hearing from Rose on our sh- on our main show every week. So we're so glad that you came on to do this. Um, but yeah, check check out Alderanian R on Twitter. You shall you will not regret it. Uh, if you want to find us. You can hear us right now. You're listening to us right now. But other than that, you can find us uh, on Twitter and Instagram, at Star Wars Session, on Twitter, at Star Wars Sessions, with an S on Instagram. Uh, you can also find us at Anchor, FM, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, Google Podcasts, anywhere in the world you can find a podcast, we are there. Uh, if you want to rate and review the show, that would be magnificent. Obviously, five stars would be nice. Uh, it really helps the show uh, grow and gets us out to more of an audience and also more importantly if you think you can topple Rose at the top of our leaderboard let us know come have a go if you think you're smart enough can you beat bring Rose? It on. Rose Rose says bring it on if you beat her score she may be hitting me hitting us up to have a go again to beat your score so let us know but in the meantime from me it's see ya and from Luke I can hear you may the force be with you always see you next time guys bye bye